Hello and welcome to the Everyday Superwoman podcast, the podcast for ambitious women who want to feel like the best version of themselves. I'm your host, Amy, and it is my mission to help busy career women get control of their health and fitness, feel more confident in their own skin and get out of their comfort zones in order to thrive physically, personally and professionally. So launching this podcast has been a bit of a dream of mine for a really long time now, actually. So I'm actually really excited to launch this platform um, and help even more women to become superheroes. This is my first episode, so bear with me. Um, But I thought today it would be good to give you a brief introduction to who I am and why I'm launching this. So as I said in the intro, my name is Amy. I am an online coach and I'm the founder of Coach by Amy. So my job is to support women with busy careers and big career goals to improve their fitness and mindset. So I look at everything. I look at training, nutrition, their relationship with food, their stress management, their lifestyle, their habits, pretty much everything. Basically, I get women thriving so they can be the best versions of themselves at work and at home. But I haven't always been into fitness. In fact, if you'd asked my family uh, 10, 15 years ago what they thought I'd be doing in terms of my career, I don't think the fitness industry would even have been on the list. Like I was never a sporty kid. Um, I actually faked a period for, I think, like a whole term of school um, in order to avoid swimming lessons. Um, I spent most of my life trying to avoid PE. Um, I never really enjoyed it. Um, I studied philosophy at university, um, which is actually where I met my my wonderful partner of almost nine years. Um, And then when I left university, I joined a banking graduate scheme and worked my way up um, to a director position there. So fitness was never really on my radar, I guess, as a career move. Um, and I'm pretty sure if you went back and asked people who um, who knew me as a youngster what they thought I'd be doing, this wouldn't have been wouldn't have been one of the options. Um, the plan for me was always to work up to a senior role in the corporate world. Um, I kind of fell into banking, um, but found a real real kind of niche there. And I always thought that was where my life would end up, I guess. But I suppose the fitness industry kind of found me. Um, I've always struggled with my weight, uh, right from being a child. Um, And I've always struggled with my relationship with food, uh, my relationship with exercise and body image have always been things that I've struggled with. I I was a chubby kid. Um, I was always big for my age. I was always tall for my age as well. And even when I was small and I did at one point get incredibly lean um I always carried with me that feeling of being big I can't remember a time looking back where I wasn't aware of my size I wasn't aware of how much space I was taking up it was always something that I was very very conscious of um and throughout school and university I really struggled with my my weight my body image got really poor. Um, my weight yo-yoed really dramatically um, from about the age of 17. I got very, very lean at one point to the point that I actually lost my menstrual cycle. Um, I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. I would kind of binge quite dramatically and then massively restrict myself. I would beat myself up with food and exercise. I was in a really unhealthy place and just generally quite unhappy 
Um, if I think back from the age of probably 16, 17, until my sort of mid twenties, I was genuinely really, really miserable and always felt like I was waiting for my life to begin. I remember thinking at about the age of 24, like this can't be it. I can't be destined to feel like this forever because I was so, so miserable. And it didn't get any better when I started work. You know, I struggled with all of this throughout university, but when I started work, it, it didn't get any better. When I first graduated, I was lucky in many ways. My first flat was right next to a gym. I could literally walk out my front door and be in the gym in two minutes. So I would go four or five times a week. Um, I was a cardio bunny, I think, as a lot of um, women are when they first get into fitness. I loved doing the sort of high intensity classes. I would pick the class that had the highest calorie burn next to it. I liked when I couldn't breathe at the end of a class. Um, because I liked feeling like I'd um, seen some benefit, I suppose, from, from what I was doing. I also got into running for a period of time, which I actually quite enjoy running now, but back then I was doing it just to punish myself. And it was just, you know, it was how many calories can I burn? How many steps can I do in a run? That was the only reason I was doing it. It was quite unhealthy. And I also got into tracking calories. And I think a lot of people do downloaded my fitness power, went with what it told me, which was the classic 1200 calories and really struggled to stick to that. And amongst all of this, I was also, and still am a massive foodie. I cannot state enough how much I love food. I love really good restaurants. I have a dream of eating every mission star restaurant in the UK. Um, I'm obsessed with cooking. I love watching like MasterChef, Great British Menu, uh, any sort of cooking show like um, Hairy Bikers or anything like that. I love all of those. I'm obsessed with Marcus Waring. Um, I think he's amazing. I have all of his cookbooks. Um, I love like, taking off recipes in cookbooks. Um, I, I love kind of eating out. It, food is a really important part of my life. But back then it was quite confusing because food was something I loved I was passionate about I was excited about but it also felt like my enemy it felt like the thing that was making me miserable because I was so unhappy with how I looked and it felt like food was the problem and so this relationship with food was really really difficult I didn't really know how to to balance the two and getting control of my health and fitness got a lot harder as I got more senior at work you know I completed my professional exams um, I was working longer and longer hours. I ended up in quite a senior role as a sort of chief of staff. Um, I bought my first house and I just didn't know how to look after myself. I had absolutely no idea how to manage the amount of stress I was feeling. Food became this real coping mechanism. I was a proper comfort eater. I used to secretly eat out of the fridge at night, which is um, something I'm quite ashamed of. And it's something that I know a lot of people do, but don't like to talk about. I got into this habit, I remember, of I used to love making fudge. I found it really therapeutic as like a, a means of kind of letting out the stress. But then I'd have this whole box of fudge in the fridge and I could eat the whole tray in one go. I would just eat and eat and eat. And when you know how much butter and sugar went into a recipe like that, it became really damaging mentally. And I would beat myself up for days for having done it, tell myself I wouldn't do it again. And then the weekend would roll around and they'd go through exactly the same thing. And at the same time, my relationship with alcohol reached a really dark point. So I love 
wine. I'm really passionate about wine. I'm a massive foodie, but I'm also really into nice wine, the science behind wine, how wine's made, wine tasting. Um, I also really like gin for the same reason. I like flavors and understanding them. But I reached a point when my relationship with food was really bad in my sort of early to mid 20s, where my relationship with alcohol also got quite bad. I'd as a student, I think as a lot of students do, I struggled with drinking too much and I didn't really grow out of that. Um, I think most of us, um, if we kind of worked in professional roles um, and as a young professional in London, will know that alcohol is a big part of the lifestyle for a lot of industries and in financial services, particularly alcohol is a big part of, of what we do and how we do it. And I started taking it far too far I would drink way too much Um, my behavior was not good I would do things when I was drunk and say things when I was drunk that I would never have said sober that didn't even sound like me but I would behave in a way that was was really really damaging and I think a lot of it came from trying to put on a front at work you know to come across as confident to feel like the kind of the boss bitch whatever you want to call it I was trying to be this professional woman but in reality I was incredibly unconfident um really quite scared I felt like a massive imposter in everything I was doing and when I would drink it would give me that confidence boost with the first glass of wine and then as I drank more and more everything would kind of come out and I would drop every single barrier that I had and would say things that I would never have dreamt of saying and do things I'd never have dreamt of doing um, as a result And obviously with drinking that much, there also came a food. I was a regular um, at McDonald's uh, from McDonald's breakfast when I was hungover. I would, you know, I would be really, really good Monday to Wednesday. And then Thursday evening, we'd go out for the regular drinks. And then the rest of the weekend, I would just eat and, you know, massively overeat to kind of make up for it. And then the whole cycle would start again. It was a really, really damaging um, place to be. And I think the cycle I was in is one that a lot of women with kind of professional roles find themselves in. I was relying, because I was so busy, I was relying on quick trips to prep for my lunch um, and not picking the most nutritious options. I was grabbing the really quick things. Um, I was um, surviving on endless coffees. Um, I would have a crazy amount of caffeine. And then obviously when you go down to the work cafe, there'd be all the nice brownies and cakes. I would have one of those. The only exercise I was doing um, for a lot of the time um, consistently was running for the train. Um, I was good at the beginning of the week and then it would all go downhill, obviously, at Thursday night drinks. And throughout this time, obviously, right at the beginning, I was doing fitness classes. Once I bought my first house, that kind of fell by the wayside. I didn't have the time and my commute was longer because I'd moved out of London. But in this time, I tried lots of different things. You know, I tried so many different ways to get control of the chaos that I was feeling I signed up for PT sessions I did different workout classes boot camps I did diet shakes for a bit I um spent far too much money on some horrible like laxative coffee which promised me I would lose weight and in reality just left me with horrendous stomach cramps I did all the different like trendy diets you know the 5-2 um cutting out carbs uh super low fat super high fat um I drank apple cider vinegar which I have no idea why I thought that was going to help me lose weight but I did um I tried to pretend to enjoy running um actually I was just punishing myself with it but 
none of that ever stuck you know I would do PT sessions for a couple of weeks and then give up I would do classes for a bit and then not go anymore I'd run if I was training for something and then I wouldn't anymore I'd buy the shakes for a period of time and then stop nothing ever really stuck um and it never really worked because it never fit around my career it always involved sacrificing something whether that was my social life at the weekends and seeing my friends and family or you know my love of food you know I had PTs you were trying to suggest to me to go on meal plans and I was like but I love cooking I'm not going to have chicken and rice I want to be able to have fun with food and eat out um or they were asking me to do workouts and train in a way that I just couldn't do around the life that I had they didn't help me change they just told me I needed to do something different which I couldn't do um and I think as well a lot of the PTs that I had came from a background of loving sports and for me I just I couldn't relate to that I couldn't understand somebody wanting to exercise because they enjoyed it for me exercise was always something I'd done to punish myself and they never showed me a means of training that I actually enjoyed we never kind of experimented and found things that worked for me um I'd be told to find the time and I'd be like well have a look at my outlook calendar you tell me where the time is to do these six sessions a week you're trying to get me to do um and they never helped me to figure out how to do that um and I mean the worst one was you know being told to bring Tupperwares of chicken and rice to events and out to meals and I was like no I'm not going to go out to a lovely restaurant and bring a Tupperware of chicken and rice it's absolutely not happening so nothing really worked for a really really long time and it was a really painful um time you know I was feeling so miserable and just like I was waiting for my life to start and eventually after trying lots of different things and lots of things that didn't work I found the right coach to help me um, and I got myself into a physical shape I was happy with but more importantly I got control of my relationship with food I felt more confident I felt happier um, and I felt in a really really good place and through that process through doing all of that I discovered that actually I was really passionate about fitness no one ever presented it to me in a way before that made it interesting and exciting and I suddenly discovered that I actually was really passionate about it um I really enjoyed it I enjoyed training I enjoyed learning about training um and I was a massive nerd for nutrition I loved learning about macronutrients and different nutrition principles I really enjoyed that um and alongside that having been a manager and worked in you know, obviously in the in my role managing people I knew how to get the best out of people I knew how to help people change their mindsets and so it sparked this little thing in my head that got me thinking there's got to be a better way and there's got to be an opportunity for me to be able to build a business that helps people with everything I'd been struggling with and that I was in a position to do that with the experience that I had so I went away I did all the qualifications and then some I'm a bit of a nerd at heart I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of that and so I started to learn to study and to ultimately build the business that I have now that helped people in the way that I wish I'd been helped if I'd had someone who could stand there and say I know where you are I know how you're feeling and I understand um and here is how we can get through this my life would have looked very different um things would have been very very different so that's what I want to do for people that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because in reality looking back I struggled for far too long like it really shouldn't be this hard 
most organizations have women's networks that focus on, you know, breaking the glass ceiling and all of that. But not enough people are talking about how to make sure that women are able to make it where they want in their careers without sacrificing their health. There is this mentality of just work hard. You know, women have to work harder. And it massively frustrates me that no one is talking about how to make sure that women can get what they want out of their careers that can be successful without sacrificing their health. I think a lot of women take on huge amounts of responsibility and don't make enough noise about it. You know, women are the primary carers in most households. Um, Even in households with no children, women tend to be the ones who take on a lot of the household chores. Um, There's the notion of the mental load, which I'm sure I'll talk about at some point in this podcast. Women have a huge amount going on in their lives. And when you add to that career ambitions, not enough is being done to help women to achieve those career ambitions in a way that is healthy and helps them manage everything they've got going on. There's this notion that, you know, women can have it all. And it's a really damaging notion because it makes women think they just have to work harder and they can have it all. But the thing that gets sacrificed is their health. And that's what I want to do. I want to help women to be the best professional they can be, um, to be the best version of themselves inside work. But to do that, you need to be the best version of yourself outside of work. So I guess that's why I'm starting this podcast. Um, I want to be able to share more information to help you get control of your health and fitness and ultimately to thrive physically, personally and professionally. Uh, I want to speak to women who've done it. I want to speak to aspirational and inspirational women. Um, I want to get advice from experts. I want to share some pearls of wisdom, share some of my experience, get some of my clients, talk about their experiences. Um, And I want to do that in a format that works for you. You know, I know what it's like when you've got lots going on, sitting and reading a blog or whatever, it takes up a lot of time. And I know for me, podcasts um, are always the perfect way to get through a commute. They block out all of the stress of being on the tube and make things a lot more bearable. Um, so I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to sharing more as we release more episode episodes. It's going to be so, so exciting. But look, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, do make sure you hit the subscribe button, leave a review and share it on your chosen social media platform as well and tag me. It would massively, massively help me out. Um, And if you want to hear more from me, you can find me on Instagram at amytyler.fit on LinkedIn, linkedin linkedin.com forward slash amytyler-fit. And you can also have a look at my website, www.coachedbyamy.com. Speak soon.